nine. So if you played the spread, I doubt any of you out there predicted a thirty-one to nine victory for the Patriots. I know, I know, I wouldn't have, but of course I don't uh, gamble that way. I can't wait to hear Joey Gallant this morning. He'll be on at 9.30. I'll talk about him later. Brady threw two touchdown passes to his old pal, Rob Gronkowski, and one to another good old pal, Antonio Brown. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, were routed. Patrick McCombs went home uh, with his fancy haircut. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, that was quite a game. Anyway, finally, after a month and a half, Nielsen has updated their website. So I'm going to start off this morning, in addition with telling you how many people uh, Nielsen claims were watching that game yesterday. And, boy, did I have a tough time finding that. 84 million. Twice as many as watched the playoffs. Anyway, here are the top ten programs and Nielsen finally updated their website week ending January 25th. That's as good as I'm going to get, folks. So here are the top 10 programs. Number one, NCIS, 10 million viewers. Number two, 60 minutes. Are people still watching that, 9 million viewers? Number three, FBI, 8.2 million. Number four, Chicago Med, 7.2 million. Number five, Chicago Fire. 6.9 million. Number six, 911 on Fox. They are in the top 10. 7.2 million. Number seven, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, ABC, 6.6 million. Number eight, The Neighborhood, CBS, 6.4 million. Number nine, FBI's Most Wanted, CBS, 6.2 million. And finally, number 10, Chicago PD, NBC, 5.9 million. Interesting to note that uh, nearly half the programs uh, in the top uh, ten, according to Nielsen, all produced by Dick Wolf. How much money has this guy got anyway? Let's go to cable TV. Uh, Haven't had cable TV rankings in ages. Number one, Rachel Maddow, 3.9 million. Number two, Rachel again, 3.7 Number three, 3.7, Rachel again. Number four, Rachel Maddow, 3.7. Number five, Rachel Maddow, 3.7. And finally, number six, Tucker Carlson, Fox, 3.5. And number seven, Tucker again, 3.5. Number eight, Tucker Carlson again, 3.5. Number nine, Tucker Carlson, 3.5. And number 10, of all things, The last word um, on MSNBC with 2.9 million viewers. Time to talk about syndication. Now, syndication means the TV station buys the rights to the program and airs it whenever they want. So that's what syndication means to you as a TV viewer at home. Number one is Jeopardy. 9.9 million viewers. In all, no matter what time it runs. Number two, Wheel of Fortune, 9.8. Number three, Family Feud, 9 million. And number four, 
Judge Judy, 7.5 million. So there are the ratings that we've been unable to bring you for a couple of months. They finally updated their website, and I update you with the information. Don Bongino claimed on Hannity late last week that he had information that Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R dot com, the so-called alternative to Twitter that seems to be banning free speech these days, would be back on today. Let's see if that happens. Did you know that NBC TV um, is where Biden's chief of staff said his boss, Joe Biden, wants the U.S. government to send everyone in America a a face mask? As if they didn't already have one. Are you serious? I have five of the damn things. How many do you have? I've got them in all colors. i got blue and you know, i got a homemade one. I, I have one I made out of a napkin. Um, just the postage alone, folks, would cost a million dollars to send you the masks. Never mind what the government would pay for them. Here's my take on masks. Because I respect the people uh, with whom I do business with. I don't want to see them get fined by the health department uh, guys with badges. So I do wear a mask when I enter a place of business. But I see a face mask as nothing more than what somebody else pointed out was a symbol of compliance. Just stay away from people who are coughing and who are obviously sick, as I've always done. And that includes uh, back when the flu was... You know, the big thing being talked about. Of course, that's me. You do what you want. After all, I'm only 82 and a half years old. What the hell do I know? I see plenty of masks everywhere. So why in the world would Biden want to send everybody a free mask from the U.S. government? And of course, I know why. He just wants to get credit. There are so many discarded masks that I see on the ground these days that they've become a litter nuisance on parking lots and in the environment. Haven't you noticed it? Don't tell me that you haven't seen them. I see them on the ground everywhere. Did you know Wisconsin's Republican General Assembly just passed a resolution ending mask requirements? Guess what happened an hour later? The Democratic governor of Wisconsin signed an executive order that it ordered extending mask requirements for 60 more days. To hell with what the General Assembly had to say. After all, they were only elected by the people as well. Wisconsin was trying to become the 10th state, calling it quits with face masks. So we're back to nine states that let people make their own decisions. My source, Citizen Free Press. This is the Upfront Program. My name is Dick Bouchard. I'm here on every Monday morning to annoy you with uh, stories that somehow may have escaped your attention. All right. So what do you think of that? Oh, my word. Let's go to page two. Did you know that Smartmatic... Another company whose IT technology was called into question by Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Fox News, Lou Dobbs, Maria Bartiromo, uh, and Judge Janine Pirro. 
The Florida-based company has filed, get this, a $2.7 billion libel suit over reports on Fox television that the company helped steal the presidential election. I already reported to you that on January 25th, Dominion Voting Systems was also ensnarled in President Trump's effort to overturn the election, sued Giuliani and Powell for a mere $1.3 billion. Now, Fox News Media, in a statement on behalf of the network and its hosts, rejected the accusations. It said it is proud of its election coverage and would continue to defend itself against what they called the meritless lawsuit in court. They said Fox is committed to providing the full context of every story with in-depth reporting and clear opinion. After I wrote this on Friday, I learned on Saturday that Fox had canceled Lou Dobbs tonight. He remains under contract with Fox, however. Did you know Cumulus Media, home to many right-wing radio personalities, has told the hosts on its stations to stop stop suggesting the election was stolen. And I assume that order is meant to tell those workers uh, that there would be ramifications. I mean, that's an assumption on my part. If they continued to talk about the election having been stolen. So who reported that story? It was none other than the Washington Post. Democratic lawmakers want to erase up to $50,000 in student loan debt. Now listen, folks. How many of you out there who paid off your student loans think this is fair? How about those of you who took out a loan to buy a car, buy a house, buy a radio station? (laughs) And in my case, I had to also take out a loan just to pay off a hospital debt when my first child was born. They told me if I didn't pay off the, uh, the amount due, I couldn't take my kid and my wife out of the hospital. So, thanks to the Marquette Credit Union in the old days... I went down there and got a loan and extracted my wife and first child. His name is Bruce. This is what happens when liberal politicians get their hands on your tax money. What they do is they redistribute it to whom they think deserve it, not you. By forgiveness, what do they mean? Well, did you know? There are 36 million outstanding student loans out there, folks. 36 million people are still paying on their student loans, but Joe Biden says, hey, what do you say we just forgive those loans? Well, I think that would be an affront to those of you who have paid off your loans. What do you, what do you have to say? This is the Upfront Program. My name is Dick Bouchard. I'm here on Mondays to aggravate those of you who have a liberal view of things. Um, My view of things, obviously, 
is the opposite. Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm announces, while we have paused in-store shopping for now, we have curbside pickup daily during our regular business hours, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Milk. Cream, eggs, cheese, bread, ice cream, cakes, and more than 70 of your favorite bakery items are available every day for pickup. There are three ways to order. One by phone, call the farm at 401-767-3014, extension 4, to place your order. Pay by credit card and select a pickup day and time. Two, on site. Order from your car, online or over the phone. Wait in your vehicle while our team in real time fills your order. Wait times may vary. And number three, to view our current menu and place an order online or to view frequently asked questions, go to rightsdairyfarm.com. Stay safe while we work through these unusual times. This message from Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm, North Smithfield. Just when the holidays are over, and I think there's nothing more to think about financially, but then February and March always get me thinking about how i got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions, and I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more relaxed. With a CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously. Brought to you by Care Kasha, certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. Inside dining available or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant Bellingham. Open seven days a week for a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to Italian dishes and tasty pizzas. Getting hungry? Well, come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup orders or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. Open at noontime for lunch. Thank you, JR and Roger. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Panel on Mondays is yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I ride solo here in the control room, and I want to talk about fake news. How about AOC, you know, Ms. Cortez, telling that big fib on Instagram, which was repeated with glee, by the mainstream media about her having feared for her life on January the 6th. I ignored the story. I haven't really talked to you about it yet. AOC's story hysterically was amplified by the legacy media. She said she hid in a bathroom in her office to protect herself from a male Capitol police officer claiming she thought he was going to kill her while she was in the state Capitol building being unrolled, un overrun by an unruly mob. Guess what? We now learn she wasn't even in the Capitol building. She was, she now says she was in her office, which is located in the Cannon office building. But guess what? It turns out another congresswoman is contradicting that story. Democrat 
Representative Katie Porter, who described a scene in which her New York colleague sought refuge in her office. Turns out that office is in the Longworth building. So she wasn't in the Capitol building. The whole story was made up by her, carried by every major news story. I saw it, you saw it. Turns out it's all a fake story made up by Ms. Cortez. Just thought you'd want to know. My sources, CFP, that's the Citizen Free Press, and also the Federalist.com, in case you would like to verify what I just told you. Well, USA Today did a great job last week listing the names and the home state of 183 people who they say were reported arrested between January 6th and February 4th as a result of the so-called riot in the state capitol. USA Today listed the charges in a brief report of what each individual reportedly did and who they might be linked to. It was an excellent story. So if you want to read all about it, here's where you got to go. USAToday.com, storytelling, forward slash, capital riot, um, mob arrests, dot com. Or you can do as I did, go to CFP and they'll link you to it. That's the Citizen Free Press. Now listen, folks, I got to tell you something. I, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I have never up until recently, listened to a sports show in my life. Until I came across the Joe show that's here on W1RI, and it comes up about one hour from now. And his humorous basket of cliches that keep me waiting for the next one. Now, he actually promised his listeners that if Tom Brady won, as he did yesterday, that he's going to come into the station uh, today... With his Tom Brady number 12 shirt, his Tom Brady hat, his Tom Brady coffee cup, and his Tom Brady PJs. <laughs> his Tom Brady PJs? I was driving to New York when he made that promise, and I, I nearly lost control of my Dodge van on 146. He's a riot. Don't miss his program this morning. It's on W1RI Mondays and Fridays, 9.30 a.m. Speaking of talk shows that you don't want to miss, I just love it when John DiPietro, who's on WNRI three hours a day, 11 to 2, as he interviews his legal analyst, Tim Dodd, and other brilliant guests, it's no wonder he continues to be among the top 100 talk show hosts in the nation, according to, not me, Talkers Magazine. There's a magazine, actually, that's put out that talks about people who talk on the radio. And DiPietro has been here on W1RI since 2017, after he moved his talk show from a Newport station to W1RI. And guess what? John DiPietro is number 85 on the 2020 list of the heavy 100, the top talk show hosts in America. That a go, John. And uh, I'm going to talk more about what John DePietro had to say 
on his Friday show. But let me move on to this one. What did you think about the Screen Actors Guild voting to remove Donald Trump from their union? Trump replied, guess what? I'm resigning from your union. The union that does nothing for its members. Another quote from the Donald. You know these National Guard activations that people are begging for? You do know that the Guard does send a bill to the government when they are activated. I mean, I learned that when I worked for FEMA. (laughs) I was quite surprised at how much it costs to activate the National Guard. I learned that 20 years ago. So just in case you didn't know, the cost of activating the National Guard in Washington, D.C. adds up to $500 million. You think you'd be uh, wanting to call up the National Guard if you were the governor, if you turned out that you'd have to pay that bill? I just thought you might be interested. Nothing's for free, you know. I told you about the costs of inoculations a few weeks ago. What did it work out to? About 120 bucks a shot? The new answer to a question I don't have the answer to that is we will circle back to that. How many times did Joe Biden's new press secretary use that term? We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that later. Boy, is she a disaster. And a hap tip to John DePietro, who on Friday called the most recent press conference a disaster, stating that the state health director, who blabbed on for 45 minutes, I was listening, she said literally nothing. But it took 45 minutes for her to say it. He said, um, DePietro said, it was the worst press conference he had ever attended and listened to. I think she could have recapitulated all that she said in perhaps 10 minutes and let others speak. In other words, she hogged the stage. DePietro mentioned on his assessment that it was 2.30 before the long-winded press conference finally ended. We had to cut away at 2 o'clock because the John Dion show uh, begins at 2 and that's when we cut away. Critical questions continue to surround a series of coronavirus research projects that were performed at a viral laboratory located where? In Wuhan, China, just prior to the start of the pandemic there. Guess what? Significant amounts of funding sourced by the National Institutes of Health by way of a science nonprofit. Justthenews.com reported in September about the NIH, that's the nickname for National Institute of Health, run by none other than Dr. Fauci. Um, this New York nonprofit is known as EcoHealth Alliance. And guess what the grant was for? to carry out a series of experiments that sought to determine, in part, the emergence potential of pandemic coronaviruses in China. 
Now, we now know what the uh, increased risk of the next coronavirus turned out to be, emerging in people. So nearly a year later, we now know what the research figured out. The grant was awarded by the NIH federal government's response to the COVID uh, crisis under both Trump and Biden administrations. Federal spending records now released indicate that EcoHealth Alliance of New York subawarded hundreds of thousands of dollars from those federal funds to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in partnership on COVID virus research. Isn't that wonderful? So the NIH, who Dr. Fauci still works for, makes over 400000 a year salary, um, funded the research on whether or not uh, coronaviruses could escape to humans. Well, I think we know the answer to that. It didn't cost me a penny to learn that. Justthenews.com is my source via the Citizen Free Press. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that hospitalizations of Americans because of the Chinese flu... Oh, I didn't get arrested yet. I called it the Chinese flu. Look out. JR, please hold off the FBI till I finish the program. Have dropped for 25 days in a row. Yes, hospitalizations have dropped for 25 days in a row when I wrote this a couple of days ago. Is it because over 30 million Americans have received at least one flu shot? Or is there another reason? This also happens to be the second week in a row that none of the 50 states have reported breaking any previous records set for new COVID-19 cases, according to... The CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control, in case you're not familiar with what the federal government calls alphabet soup. By the way, there's no mention here of how fast President Trump managed to get the Chinese flu vaccine out in unprecedented record time. We told you all about that weeks ago here in this program. Dailymail.com is my source. Well, there are now at least 10 states where there is no statewide mask requirements. As the governor of Iowa not only lifted the wearing of masks, she also lifted all emergency rules on restaurants and bars. So now we have 10 out of 50 states where you do not have to wear a mask. Mike Lindell, the owner of MyPillow.com issued a threat Sunday to sue Smart Magic and Dominion Voting Systems saying he has absolute proof of voter fraud. And he has a one-hour documentary out there. He's posted it on Rumble.com to back up his claims. So if you have a computer, you might want to check it out. Here's what you do. You go to Rumble.com or OneAmericanews.com, that's O-A-N.com, and you can watch it. Earlier on this station, I, I ran a story just uh, 
if you tuned in late, from USA Today, that over 180 people have been arrested on various charges for entering the White House, uh, uh, correction, the state capitol, on January 6th. So where's the list of those who rioted in the nation's capital last summer in USA Today? Totally ignored by USA Today and the mainstream media was that terrific riot in the nation's capital. Sir, but I saw it on Fox. This morning, the Gateway Pundit reports that 20 individuals arrested at the Capitol all appear to be, pay attention folks, connected to Antifa or far-left groups. Not a word about this from the FBI or in the mainstream media. But if you want to read all about it, you're going to have to go to gatewaypundit.com. Gatewaypundit.com. Remember I told you that I, in order to produce this program, go to 20 different websites in order to get my material. So my brother a long time ago suggested, why don't you tell your listeners, Dick, where you get that stuff? Because maybe some people think you're making it up. And he had a point, and I think it, it's worth, turned out to be a good idea. You're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Just a very brief comment, uh, Mr. Bouchard. Number one, uh, you know I love your show. Thank you. Uh, number two, there is a phrase called, lest we forget, that is used with a relation to the Holocaust, which, by the way, the likes of Ilhan Omar, uh, um, <clears throat> whatever her name is, Tlaib, the one right here across our border, uh, Shelly or something like that. She's a, a big mouth that never shuts up. You and, wouldn't be like, talking about Ms. Presley out of Cambridge? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And uh, there's one more, AOC, of course. But, but I would like to say... We should, I hear people say all the time, it's time to move on. <laughs> we should give President Biden a chance. Hello, people. He's told you what he was going to do. He's crashing the economy. He's pushing us to socialism. Would you say to Jewish people now? I certainly wouldn't, and you know I'm from Middle Eastern descent. Time to forget. Time to move on. People, as a friend of mine says, she's a female, pull the drawer out and strap them on, folks. You know, thank you very much, Mr. Bush. And I'm still on my exercise bike and I'm listening to your every word. Unfortunately, not everybody who works at your station listens to your station. I understand. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. And uh, keep exercising. It's good for you. We'll be back following this. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored with amazing taste. 
Listen to this. We have two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California in six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, again, two bottles for $10. And we continue with the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, 25.50 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers open daily at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? Call 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. Thank you, Roger. The Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency, located across from CVS Park Square, will now also be servicing customers from a second location at 72 South Main Street, Bellingham. Allstate agent Jim Richardson. He's retired, and the Benjamin Agency is now welcoming his old and new customers at his location, 72 South Main Street, Bellingham. Remember, safe drivers save 40% with Allstate. Scan, email, or bring in your present policy and see how much you will save. Had an accident? Inquire about Allstate's Accident Forgiveness Program. Their friendly all-women staff at both locations can provide all kinds of insurance. You might want to talk to Kara Benjamin's mother, Celeste, about investment products. They're open Monday through Friday. You can call them at this number, 765-5000. That number does reach both offices. So, if you've been looking for Allstate insurance, they even offer pet insurance. The Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agencies, North Smithfield and now Bellingham, are both ready to serve you. Remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, the panel here on Mondays is yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I do ride solo. And uh, I've prepared uh, five pages of information for you, typewritten, uh, very, very tight, <laughs> single line. And uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. We're now learning that the Capitol Police officer who major TV networks were insisting died from blows from a rioter hitting him with a fire extinguisher. Here's the latest. CNN has now admitted that the story that they broke was not true. The facts showed he did not die of any head trauma whatsoever after an autopsy. And apparently he had pre-existing conditions. And the coroner says more likely died from ingesting pepper and bear spray that was released by his fellow Capitol Police officers. CNN's Wolf Blitzer allowed Representative Ted Lowe, a Democrat, to assert unchallenged, this was an insurrection, an attempted coup where multiple people died, including a law enforcement officer that reportedly was bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher. Absolutely false. None of these cable shows, their staffs, nor their anchors have issued apologies nor corrections for their incorrect assertion which is especially galling, uh, uh, because Officer Brian Sipnick's family outwardly called for his death not to be politicized. Gee, 
I I saw the story. They say, oh, he got killed with a fire extinguisher. Not true. Interesting story in the latest Time magazine. I didn't think they were still being printed. No longer what they once were. Molly Ball is the author. And she exposed and bragged about the coordinated effort to take the election from Donald Trump. The cabal, she wrote, included unions, big tech, the media, corporations, the Chamber of Commerce, and some Republicans in name only. We call them rhinos. They joined together to destroy the outsider, the outsider being Donald Trump, who represented only the people who elected him to office. Now, I found the Time magazine story... Uh, interesting. And I tried to find out, how can you buy Time magazine? Well, it's on some newsstands. One of the sites I went to said they sell it at Walmart. Uh, it once had a circulation of over 3 million, now barely reaches 1 million Americans. You want to read the whole story? My story came from whatfinger.com. It, it's kind of a lengthy story. And well written, by the way. Well, what do you know? The United States Supreme Court has now scheduled the Pennsylvania election case, Sidney Powell's Michigan election case, and Lynn Wood's Georgia election case. And when are they going to hear it? February 19th. At least they'll have a conference about it. This after the New York Times wrote on December 26th, President Trump's baseless and desperate claims of a stolen election over the last seven weeks was the most aggressive promotion of voter fraud in American history, failed to get any traction in courts across seven states, from Democratic judges, or come anywhere close to reversing the loss he suffered to Joe Biden Jr. Well, what do you know? The Supreme Court's finally going to take up. All of this, February 19th. Make a note of it. The dishonest Democratic Party media and Democratic Party leadership have known all along that the fight in the courts is not over. They've mocked President Trump. They've mocked his legal team. They've mocked former federal prosecutor Sidney Powell and her team. And Lynn Wood who, believe it or not, the Georgia State Bar is currently trying to discredit as they threaten to strip him of his license unless he undergoes a mental health evaluation. Let's see what the Supreme Court has to say. All I can say is it's about time. My source, 100percentfedup.com. You probably have not heard about this, but when I go to our place in upstate New York, this is all they are talking about. It seems a Trump-supported Republican has ousted another Democrat from Congress in a razor-thin election count. The margin was so thin, it was 109 votes, folks. The ever-changing tally, when I was up there, first she was winning, then she was losing, then she was winning. Then, uh, Anyway, so the election ended up in court that heard testimony from 19 witnesses, received 1,800 exhibits, and resolved nearly 1,200 ballot challenges, the judge found that 1,093 valid ballots were improperly rejected by Oneida County officials, 
and that another 46 valid ballots were misplaced in Broome and Chenego counties, according to the Epoch Times. Now, the judge took aim at local election boards, criticizing them for what he described as systemic violations of state and federal election law. Who says we're not winning in court here? In an egregious example, he said Oneida County prevented more than 2,400 voters from voting because officials failed to process applications through the Department of Motor Vehicles. The new count in Congress is now 221 Democrats to 212 Republicans. The margin in the House is now reduced to nine. Yeah, it was 10, now it's nine. Democrats lost many House seats that they had gained in the last midterm election. And you never hear this on the mainstream media. But you do hear it here. My source, 100percentfedup.com. And what's going on in Arizona, you say? Well, here's this kind of interesting. All 16 Republicans in the Arizona Senate have co-sponsored a resolution calling for the Maricopa County Board of Election Supervisors to be held in contempt and arrested for refusing to comply with wide-ranging subpoenas for election equipment and materials. You notice how this... uh, spins into the request for the Dominion voting machines out there. Senate Resolution 1005 directs Senate President Karen Fawn to take all legal action under Arizona state law, which says that any witness neglecting or refusing to attend in obedience to a subpoena may be arrested by the sergeant-at-arms and brought before the Senate or House. The vote is scheduled to take place today, so I'll be taping an eye on this for you. And again, my source, 100percentfedup.com. I don't know about you, but it seems to be costing me $10 more to fill my gasoline tank. I don't have an electric car. That Joe Biden is president Have you noticed this? Since um, he has promised that the New Deal is coming, have anything to do with this? I was just wondering. Oh, you didn't notice that it's costing you more to fill your gas tank? Oh, okay. You voted for Joe Biden and you're just okay with that. Did you know that right now, before a police officer or any other government official can enter a private home, they must show a judge probable cause that an item is present in the house and that a crime has been committed. Of course, the item we're talking about here is a gun. Otherwise, your home is private and you can and should refuse entry. Now, the case is headed for the Supreme Court. And you say, well, why are you talking about this, Dick? Well, it's because it involves two Cranston, Rhode Island residents, Mr. and Mrs. Coniglia. The couple was arguing inside their residence, and the husband put an unloaded handgun on the table and told his wife, shoot me now and finish this. The wife called the police, and when they arrived, the police convinced the husband to go to the hospital by ambulance for crisis evaluation. 
crisis evaluation? <laughs> Another liberal term. They teach that third-year college. All right. The wife then told police that her husband kept two guns in the home. Police then conducted a warrantless search of the home. The wife's consent, of course, was invalid because the officers falsely told her that the husband had already consented to the seizure of the guns, which he hadn't, of course. Police located and seized both firearms. Well, the Supreme Court on March 24th will decide whether police can enter your home to seize guns with or without a warrant. I think you might want to keep an eye on this case if you own a gun. My source for this one was lawenforcementdaily.com, in case you're wondering. You're listening to the Upfront program. My name is Dick Bouchard. And have I upset you yet? The Roast House is open seven days a week, and they're featuring inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine in or place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check out the menu online at theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Front Street and Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside dining and takeout. I was out plowing yesterday, and so who did I run into again? My friend Al Gagnon. He was also out there plowing uh, for some of his uh, his uh, tenants and uh, people that he does business with. But Al's main business, of course, is uh, trailer rental uh, at this time of the year. So if you're looking for a place to store items, you might be remodeling or renovating. Look no further. They have temporary storage needs available to you for a fraction of the cost of a storage facility. And you don't have to get into a one-year contract. Al was telling me, you know, people just need it for a couple of months. That's fine with him. Al can drop a container off on your property. You can fill it. Al can store it for you. Or you can keep it on your property. Here's a number to call for his service. 401-766-1919. For more information. And Al kind of says, hey, here's the perfect solution for local restaurants uh, and other people who might want to store their outside equipment for the winter in one of these containers. Here's the number again, 766-1919 for more information from my friend Al Gagnon. This is the Upfront Program. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, guess what happens this week? President Trump's impeachment trial begins. But newly filed federal charges against anti-government activists offer fresh, compelling evidence that the accused perpetrators of the Capitol riots riots actually pre-planned their attack Days and weeks in advance and in plain sight of the FBI that vowed to be vigilant against extremist threats. Pre-planned. A dozen FBI affidavits supporting charges against the more than 200 defenders shows in writing that the rioters engaged in advanced planning on social media sites. I mean, we knew this anyway, but here it is now coming out officially. The planning included training, casing sites, identifying commanders on scene, 
and requests for donations of cash, as well as combat and communications gear. And you know, if you're going to bring frozen uh, pie plates to throw at police officers, guess what? You got to freeze them ahead of time because in Washington, the temperature doesn't get below freezing often. More than a half dozen of the suspects are now charged with conspiracy to commit violent actions predating the January 6th riots. Just in case you didn't know, you could go to read this, as I did, on justthenews.com. I ran out of time last week, so I have a leftover I didn't get to. I want to share this with you today. Of course, it was 2020 when we first learned about COVID-19. So let's see how they adjust their records for 2020, as no one seems to die of anything but COVID-19 these days. It just makes you wonder. Now, I was talking to my friend George Fontaine. He's the owner of the North Main Street Flea Market that I try to visit often. And last week he showed me a note that he sent to Channel 12 about his observation that he had not seen a single animal having come down with COVID-19. He mentioned cats and dogs and other animals that actually live in homes with people who have had the Chinese flu. And he wondered and showed it to me out loud. He said, how come they don't get it? By the way, George has not received a response from Channel 12. Can you imagine that? That's a good question, Tex. And did you know, folks, that today is the day that Amazon workers will vote to unionize at an Alabama warehouse. Now, why is this important? Well, because Amazon had said the voters should come in person to vote if they want to unionize. But guess what? The National Labor Relations Board on Friday, you might not have heard this, overturned Amazon's effort to require only in-person voting. And mail-in ballots will now be allowed. Amazon's maintained that mail-in ballots could be fraudulent, but the NLRB disregarded their concerns. I have somebody waiting to talk to me, but unfortunately, folks, my time is up. So, I'll be back again next week. I hope that you'll be kind enough to join me And I uh, thank you very much for listening. 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, W260 DC. WNRI, Woonsocket.